You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Yesterday, the PC government called on the public to submit ideas on how to fix auto insurance. One thing all parties probably agree on is that it's a mess. That is, assuming the liberals concede they did not achieve their so-called stretch goal of lowering rates. As a matter of fact, Ontarians pay the highest premiums in the country. That's 10 million Ontario drivers. And what has been lowered actually is the coverage we get. I'd like to hear from you with your thoughts or your complaints, or maybe uh, you're happy with your auto insurance. The number's to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And I am here in studio with Pete Karagiorgis, who is the Director of Consumer and Industry Relations for the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Good to be here. Thank you, Libby. Okay. So um, you're not surprised that the government is doing it this way? Well, it's kind of nice that the government's acknowledged they want to consult with Ontarians and hear from them directly. Um, it hopefully indicates that we will actually see some positive movement on the issue. And, and one thing before I go further, I just wanted to um, set correct the record. And it's actually British Columbia and their government-run insurer, ICBC, that is the most expensive in Canada. Ontario is now second spot. When so. did that happen? Because uh, well, uh, there was a report fairly recently that put us at the top. 2017. So, okay, for the, so. the most current annual figures are for 2017. And, and they've actually just filed and approved a 6.3% increase in rates out there. So it's going to even get more expensive for drivers in BC. Okay, well, thank you for correcting that. We're uh, only second highest. <laughs> uh, okay, so in terms of the industry, what, what what would the industry like to see? I mean, I'm sure they like it when we pay high premiums. Well, no, we don't. Uh, you know, as, a, as an industry, we recognize that there's problems with the system. Uh, we've got a system that's outdated. Many of the regulations that add costs and reduce uh, the ability for insurance companies to innovate and use technology uh, is a concern to us. We see that consumers, you look at things like the, land, the transportation industry where you've got those, those networking companies that are challenging the taxi industry. Uh, that's because of technology. And we don't want uh, to be in that same situation. Consumers want uh, to be able to use technology. They want to be able to make it easier for them to quote their insurance and deal with their insurance providers online um, whenever they want to and however they want to. Um, many of the regulations still require insurers to send out materials to their clients uh, with, uh, with the mail and registered letters. You know, how many of us have recall going and picking up registered letter? But that's still a requirement. So insurers are a little bit hamstrung uh, by that. So hopefully um, those are some small ideas and, and we've got other ideas when, and we've talked to government in the past. And the When you talk well. about technology, are you talking about those devices that track your driving, um, I, which a lot of people have privacy concerns with, uh, that you can, you know, there are some companies where you can lower your rate. If you'll, if you'll let us, uh, you know, basically uh, watch your every move. Well, in, in some jurisdictions, that type of technology really is popular. And it is because it truly lines up your insurance premiums with your driving behavior. 
Um, not so much in terms of privacy. We're driving on public roads anyway. Uh, there are all sorts of cameras and all sorts of measurements to where you're driving. Insurance companies are, are more concerned about how well the vehicle's being driven. The benefit also to having something like that, if you can imagine, is for those households that have young drivers. And typically young drivers are at a higher rate because of their inexperience. Yet I've seen young drivers who are very responsible and, and very good drivers. And by having a system like that that doesn't is agnostic in terms of who's behind the wheel and just tracks how well the vehicle's being driven, how hard it's the driver's braking or how quickly they're accelerating, uh, will probably do better for young drivers and get them premiums that are more in line with their driving behavior. Okay. Uh, the lines are full, and I want to get to them. But before I get to them, it's hard to imagine that the reason for all the cost increases is because you have to send us stuff through the mail. Well, the cost of claims is another issue, and we've talked about that yeah. here as well. In Ontario, uh, we have a system um, that right now we're seeing payouts uh, from insurance companies, claims costs uh, and, and expenses uh, at a dollar three for every dollar in premium coming in. So if we can rein in those costs, like any other business, any business is so going to charge is it, prices based on its costs. Why is it that my premiums are going up and and uh, every at every renewal I get a note from my broker saying, you know, what? This coverage is gone, and I strongly rec- recommend that you top it up, pay pay some extra money, and top up this coverage because it's now gone. Well, the last time we've gone through those changes were a couple of years ago. So it, it, it takes some time to work its way through the system. And that's another challenge we have with the regulations is the inability for insurance companies to even adjust premiums without going through uh, an expensive and, and timely process. So there are whole hosts of issues. There's not just a single silver bullet that's going to resolve uh, what we're seeing in the problems with insurance in the province of Ontario. Okay, uh, let's get to the phones. We've got Brian in East York. Hi, Brian. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Excellent. Okay, I just uh, talking about insurance. I just wondered why uh, they can't charge according to the uh, <clears throat> the kilometers uh, a person drives. Say a person only drives say uh, fifty kilometers a week, compared to a person who drives five hundred kilometers a week. The person driving less is obviously on the road a lot less, ergo less chance of having an accident and, and insurance claims. Yeah, I thought they do. Thanks for your call, Brian. Okay, thank you. Well, they do, but they still have groups that people are, are rated in. And so, again, that's another idea that needs to be shared with government because the product is set by the government of Ontario. So if we can free up uh, some of those ideas and turn them into real practices. So 50 to 500 is probably the same group well if that's per day you know 500 kilometers a day even uh or even 100 kilometers a day versus 10 to 20 kilometers a day uh it makes a difference when you add it up on the year because there are certain bands and and typically uh if you're driving less brian's right there's less likelihood for you to be involved in a crash and have a claim right but i i thought they already took that into account well but maybe there's there's more ways and, and just like we talked about that device, those electronic devices that really track, you can actually build rates from the bottom up. All we're seeing now are rates set and then discounts applied from the top down. So we can have a more responsive system. 
Okay. Uh, let's go to Gordon in Sarnia. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Libby. I'm going to try and be very quick, but I've got my two policy notices here sitting in front of me, and I'll preface this by saying no accidents, no claims, no tickets. I, I operate a business. Last year, the premium was $4,145. This year, 5744 So an increase of nearly $1,000, or 20% increase, with no claims, no tickets, and and absolutely nothing has changed. So, first of all, I just don't understand or accept that they can justify that. As far as solutions, a couple of things I can think of. First of all, it wouldn't be a bad thing if the government literally mandated and said this is a service that must be provided and it can be a not-for-profit. Like, just literally make it illegal for insurance companies to make a profit. <laughs> and I know that's going to drive people out of the industry, but at least it'll keep the cost down. Second of all is we need a much more aggressive drinking and driving program than we, we already we have. have I know we... they just changed it, but yep. it needs to go even further. The third thing is to eliminate graft and, and uh, fraud, and some of that is related to the towing industry. The towing industry, believe it or not, a large percentage of them are, are populated by members of organized biker clubs, and they take the cars to a specific body shops where they get huge kickbacks, and then the body shops overcharge, and we're all paying for that. And okay, Gordon, be, I'm, I'm, going to let Pete, I'm going to let Pete respond to your suggestions. Thanks for your call. Yeah, and and there are some interesting suggestions, and and appreciate the uh, the input. And Gordon, I hope you do go online and, and submit some of those suggestions. Uh, one of the points, or two points, I want to touch on was with regards to your own personal insurance and and what you're seeing with the rates. Commercial insurance, we have seen some changes there. So using a, a broker, shopping around, uh, and, and really challenging your insurance companies and and looking at your package on an annual basis uh, may be helpful there. Uh, but when we're talking about not profiting and in terms of creating a not-for-profit. As I said at the outset, we have British Columbia that is the most expensive uh, insurance uh, operation in Canada. They're a not-for-profit government-run insurance company. Um, and again, they're using tax dollars as well. Um, the, the current Minister of Finance in British Columbia was very upset with the situation he discovered and actually called it a dumpster fire in BC with regards to ICBC. So the system there, whether it's a, a private system or a public system, um, there are challenges across the whole country. And I think the key point, and, and Gordon's getting to it at the, at the end there, in terms of some of the vendors, some of the people who play off the fringes and try and profit from when others get into collisions and crashes. Why is it that in some cases you go to a body shop and they ask you, are you paying for it or is your insurance oh, company I paying for it? I have this incredible story with, to do with uh, my husband's fancy car. But we have to take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, we will be bringing in MPP Guritan Singh. So everybody hang on. This is a very important conversation. Uh, but we've got to take a break first, and we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about your suggestions on how to fix auto insurance. I'm here with Pete Karagiorgias from the Insurance Bureau of Canada, and I'm going to bring in MPP Goratan Singh, who is the NDP auto insurance critic. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is, uh, 
I feel like my third or fourth time with you. So we've, we've become close friends over the past few times on the on the radio with each other. Okay, we're, we're close friends now. Uh, before <laughs> we get to it, at the top of the show, we were talking about your brother, Jugmeat. So uh, do you have a comment about him finally getting to run in a by-election? Oh, I'm just incredibly excited. This is a really, really... Uh, you know, going to be a historical by-election. The people of Burnaby South are incredibly excited about this. I'm excited to, to bring this one home and uh, send you meeting to the, uh, to the House of Commons. Okay. So moving right along, we know uh, that your biggest beef with the auto insurance system is the, uh, the, the rates by postal code. It affects people in your constituency. Uh, what else would you like to see fixed? So, uh, you know, I've been, I've been very clear on this point that in my estimation, auto insurance, the auto insurance system in Ontario is broken. Uh, the reports are very clear. Ontario pays the highest auto insurance in this country. Uh, uh, not anymore, apparently. Uh, Pete corrected me that according to the latest numbers, very recently out, it is now BC. Okay, so we'll, we'll have to have discussion of numbers because, you know, I, I respectfully disagree with those. But uh, Ontario has the, the safest roads, pays some of the highest auto insurance in this country, uh, we have, in my riding of Brampton, the highest auto insurance in this country. The GTA has the highest auto insurance in this country. Uh, we are, and consistently we're seeing our benefits being slashed. Ontario drivers are losing benefits year after year. Uh, people who are catastrophically injured used to get $2 million. has gone down to $1 million. There's areas, in, in you take an individual who drives a certain car, uh, you put him in Brampton, he pays one rate. You take that same person with that same record, you take him outside of Brampton, you put him into Caledon or into another part of the GTA, sometimes he can be paying as much as 50%. He or she'll be paying as much as 50% less. We have a lot of issues with auto insurance, and now we have the Ford government saying they're going to do consultations. Well, you know, I think that people have been very clear. We do not need time wasted on these ridiculous consultations. We need reform for auto insurance immediately, and that includes a lowering of premiums immediately. That means a cessation, a stopping, a stop to uh, cuts to our benefits. That means stopping this unjust and discriminatory practice of charging people higher rates just because of where they live. This is wrong. This is unjust. And we need reform for auto insurance now. Okay. Well, uh, to finish off, I'll just say that the people, the everyday Ontarians are feeling the pinch. They're the ones everyday people who are having to pay more and more, and as life becomes more unaffordable, this is a, a financial burden, which in some cases is making people, putting people in a very precarious situation. They're living hand to mouth because, you know, they can't afford these uh, ad- costs that are adding up, including the cost of auto insurance. Okay. Uh, the one thing I'll take issue with you is that just judging by my phone lines, people are very happy to consult. I'm going to let Pete respond to you very quickly before we get in a few more calls. Everybody hang on, Pete. Well, you know, it's unfortunate. And, and we at, at IBC have spent time talking to Ontarians. We think it's important uh, to hear what they have to say. And this, our position is basically, yes, the system does need to be repaired. Uh, but let's not, uh, you know, play political games games here. Let's be honest in terms of what the problems are. Like any other business, the costs are what drives the premiums. And so if we have areas that 
are seeing higher costs. And, and we've explained this. We had a, a segment here prior where we talk about the uh, the amount of claims in certain parts of the GTA that are higher than the rest of the province. So the question is, are Ontarians in eastern Ontario, northern Ontario, southwestern Ontario willing to pay higher rates uh, so that they can subsidize drivers in the GTA? Nobody ever asked me if I was willing to pay higher rates. And, and so this, <laughs> they this, give me a rate and I pay it. Well, but if, if we were to do what's being suggested and, and level the field so that uh, those people who are in higher areas that have higher f- claims frequencies and higher severities and higher claims payouts, um, they'll, the money needs to get shifted from somewhere else, which means, and, and we had the same conversation uh, with the previous uh, uh, MPP uh, Singh uh, a few years ago talking about his suggestion. Let's stop playing politics and start talking to consumers about a, what their needs are, what level of coverage people need. And, and again, coverages haven't changed for a few years now. Um, let's, uh, let's be honest with uh, Ontarians, but also spend the time to truly consult. And this government, it seems as if they're ready to make some changes, but they want to talk first, which is the right thing to do. Okay, uh, let's consult Alma in Kitchener. Hi. New Year to you. Happy New Year. Yeah. You know, take my example. I'm living in an area where they are all seniors, and there's no bus service. They don't want pollution on their road. Now, if I don't drive a car, I can't go anywhere shopping or I can't go to pray. Every evening we go to pray. I need to drive a car, whether I like it or not, or I stay in the house for the rest of my life. And being a single woman, the paychecks are very small nowadays. You have to pay your house, uh, mortgage, everything, the car insurance, the house insurance, the food on the table, everything. And if the rates are going up and up, what happens to us being a single woman? Well, uh, yeah, or a single person. Alma, thank you for uh, tell us, telling us about that. Um, the I, of life. Yeah, uh, I am going to uh, talk to Tony and Brampton because you have a suggestion that's kind of related. We've, we've got to get to it quickly, though, Tony. Okay, Libby. Uh, thanks very much for taking my call. Why don't they stop calling it auto insurance and make it driver's insurance? We should all start out equal, pay the same amount, but if we get involved in crashes, we pay higher. And then we're going to get the bad drivers off the road because they won't be able to afford the insurance. And I think it would solve a lot of problems. This basing the insurance on the automobile that you're driving plus your driving record or your, your driving background, they're combining both. And and because I live in an area in Brampton, they tell me by my postal code, I have to pay this higher rate. It's not fair. Uh, yeah, that's you what uh, Jagmeet Singh actually. is uh, saying. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, I mean, drivers are already judged on their record. They are. They are. And, uh, you know, again, let's talk about this and, and let's look at perhaps are there other ways to uh, improve the system. So I think right now we're in the, the government's in the consultative and, and listening stage. And I think it's worthwhile to make those suggestions and, and be heard. OK, Guritan, we have about a minute left. What would you like to leave us with? Well, I just want to, you know, we had a, a member from Brampton speaker right now, and, and he really articulated very well the issue that we're facing in Brampton. You know, that, that poor gentleman should not be paying a higher record just because of where he lives. 
and I, his assertion is correct. What he's saying is, is very fair. People should be paying auto insurance based on their record and based on their car, not based on the neighborhood that they live in. And, you know, I agree that consultations in general are a good process, but what we've seen in the past six months is that this government has not demonstrated that they are ready to act on auto insurance reform. Under them, we've seen auto insurance premiums increase and uh, an approval process already been uh, gone forward, an increase of 11%. They voted against my private member's bill, which uh, would have stopped postal code discrimination. They put forth their own private member's bill, which, quite frankly, should have been a government bill, not a private member's bill, which has a huge loophole, which is going to allow auto insurance companies to continue to discriminate people based on their neighborhoods. At their own convention, the Conservative uh, Provincial Convention, they actually voted no. They voted against to lower car insurance We've got to wrap it up. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that this government's not ready to reform car insurance. We need to hold them accountable and push them to lower rates and make life more affordable for every Ontarians, and NDP is ready to do that. Okay, well, uh, we're obviously going to have to continue this conversation as early as tomorrow during Free For All Friday. Callers, if I didn't get to you, please call back tomorrow. We can pick this up. And also, thank you very much to Guritan Singh and Pete Karagiorgius, and I'm sure we'll have you back soon to talk about this again. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.